Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping by before we get started to tell you about our Patreon subscription page, which has lots of extra content from Luke and myself, including our looks back at other school-based shows. We'll be doing some more episodes of Teachers in the next month or so. We do our Waterloo Road Awards, the first part of Series 7 will be up very soon indeed. We also look back at particular characters, there are extended versions of all of our interview specials, and of course you will be able to join in with the frivolity of reading the Waterloo Road fanfic I wrote 12 years ago, and indeed we will be continuing it, um, and so that might even be more embarrassing, so it's well worth subscribing for. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod, and I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Tom Percival, to Becky, to Georgia Leah, who is the Avocado Bath on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you to Joe Buckle, to Emily Berry, to Lucy, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Claudia Graham, to Mel, to Matthew Kumar, to Natalie, who is at Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Kirsten. And finally, thank you to Lottie Smith. Your continued support is much appreciated, and if you would like to join that list of shoutouts, once again, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I'm Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as always by Luke Stevenson. How are we, Luke? Are you ready for the introduction of your new favourite Waterloo Road character? Oh, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> because now that the show is officially and irredeemably bad, <laughs> we just get to enjoy, we get to j- just bask in the badness of it. I no, I don't think we're there yet. We are. We are. You haven't, I, you I haven't, haven't met. You haven't met Barry Barry yet. We're not there. I have a note this week, which is: Is Michael Byrne dryly funny or just dry? And I cannot decide between the two. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just it's all empty of fun. So we create <laughs> our own fun, and this fun it comes in the shape of Maddie, who is bonkers. Yeah, I love it. The way she's written is just the most irredeemable. Because she just she comes in at a ten. Like yeah. she just, <laughs> it's like I'm not sure a more unreasonable person has ever existed <laughs> in all of humanity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I'm excited about like the amount of for a show that's always danced around a little bit of lower league football chat. <laughs> the more this continues, the more I want to discuss the salary that he was on at Rochdale. <laughs> And why he now feels the need to be a PE teacher. Yeah, we should say this episode begins with the Diamond's House, which is the most beautiful house this show has produced yeah, today. Yeah, it's like, it's, I bet it even it, has a den. Yeah, it probably has a den. <laughs> it's uh, like, because like, the Aspinall mansion was old money. This yeah. is new money beautiful. This is, yeah, this is nouveau. Nouveau yeah. riche. Nouveau riche. <laughs> is that right? You used that phrase before it is. I don't know. Yeah, like you say, I don't know if you get this salary, being a... Fairly reliable goal scorer in a lower league. Well, league, so, right, let's try and guess. So, this is 2011. So, let's have a guess. He's, te- he's taught before. Yeah. So, let's go Rochdale Town <laughs> Football Club 2008. 
They were League 2. They were sick. They got into the playoffs in League Ooh, 2. Ooh, that's okay. A bit of a bonus for the playoffs. Okay, how do we figure out what sal- salary someone will be paid? <laughs> okay, let's have a look at the transfers. See if we can find a transfer fee. They were all freeze or undisclosed. Do you know what? The murky world of football transfer dealings <laughs> isn't an area I thought I'd get into. Yeah. But I, I have no idea how they live in this house. Well, that that is not the house of two people who need to be teachers no. at a failing school. No. Yeah. Like, how do they afford it? Yeah. Unless he was rich. And then why why would they do the job they do if they were rich? Yeah. This idea that you ha- you become rich and have a calling to go do work. No. If I get rich, the last thing I'm doing is working, let alone working with kids. Well, they mention in this episode that Sean went to Oxford. So that suggests to me rich family. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't have a regional accent. So rich she, 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 in fact, has a very posh accent. Yeah. So. So that's it. It's Sean's family. Because there's the whole crack about, um, with the kids about, Oh, not wanting us to be involved in your new fancy life. Yeah. So it seems like he's moved from a more modest life yeah. with his ex and the kids to this opulent life. Oh, with... there we go. So, so I think that's it. It didn't pay to be a Rochdale centre forward. No, apparently not. But it did pay to marry into hereditary wealth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As it always does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, what? Who are these people marrying into hereditary wealth? I want to be one of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're throwing a dinner party that evening for the teachers. Um, they've bought scallops. Their house has a pool table in it. That just feels too far But to it's, me. do you know what? If people go, oh, it's so fancy, it's so fancy. You'll notice in the back, lots of this kind of like square box. They're these like box shelves, right? Yeah. And I know for a fact, those are called Calaxes, and they're about 90 quid from Ikea. Yeah, we've got some as well. I like that, because there's one back there. <laughs> yeah, we've got some as well. Yeah, we've, exactly. we've all got them. We've all got Calaxes. So it's all right, posh. <laughs> I saw what you can do. With them. They're very versatile. They so are. You, they are. You can... If you get vinyl, like vinyl um, stuff, you stick to them. They look very pretty. Yeah, design. you can. Yeah, you can put them all sorts of ways. Ours just looks like a bomb went off in it. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by IKEA. <laughs> Not IKEA. Very specifically, the type of cupboard or shelving unit, which is called a Calax. <laughs> and if IKEA would like to send us some free Calaxes. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we'll find room for them. Four by fours, two by twos. <laughs> um, so, speaking of... Uh, the, re- the housing market in Rochdale is having quite a week this week <laughs> because Ronan has bought this incredible flat. Has he bought it or is he renting it? Whichever. My point stands. Now, okay, stay with me here. Okay, I'm with you. Is that the apartment Chloe and Dante rented in, like, series two? It's, so, it's, it's the same vibe. And they're telling the same storyline. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that one wasn't furnished, so that's a lot more space. It definitely didn't have that staircase. Yeah. But it feels like it was there apart because it had the balcony and everything. It would be nice. I sort of, in my head, it's in the same development. Yeah, yeah. I just like the idea that if you looked really close to the wall, you'd say, you know, C and D forever, 2006. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. this, I think, lends credit to what we alluded to last week. But I, I do now believe Ronan is one of the Burley. And he is running the Burley Empire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very... 100%. 100%. Yeah. There is no way he's earning that money on a fruit and vegetable. Yeah, yeah. So, the day before, we'll do a flashback episode. The day before the first day back at school when he gets into that car, the reason he's driving so quickly is because he's just got on a, uh, a gun taped to the barrel of a toilet <laughs> and shot someone in an Italian diner. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
Um, so we meet the Taylors. Uh, Phoenix is still very much against meeting up with their dad. Harley's a bit more open to it. Um, Matt Wilding is starting an orchestra. He has ambition, this boy. Yeah, he does. He's already straight in, isn't yeah. he? But he, he waited a week. Last time, the first time he saw Jack, he said, a play! Yeah. He went, okay then. Maybe we'll do a play. Maybe we'll do a play. <laughs> Pour one out. He's trying to convince the kids that orchestra is not boring, even though it is. Yep. Um, <laughs> the only orchestra I've ever been to is to see them do the orchestra while we watch The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then you get to watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Great evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched four, um, but they're like strings. Is it strings? Like violins, cello, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do a, Taylor, a tribute to Taylor a, Swift. A string quartet. That's the one. <laughs> uh, or as they're usually called, four strings. <laughs> Just four individual <laughs> strings. <laughs> Yeah, I watched them do a tribute to Taylor Swift. That's the only classical music yeah. I indulge in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sean and Tom have a new like deputy head office that they're sharing. Um, Michael is launching this initiative to get more uh, people to sign up to do A-levels in the core subjects. All right, do you want to take this or should I? Um, I mean, feel free. Uh, they've already started the school year. <laughs> it's by the virtue of the show, yeah. it's, the, it's two weeks in. What on earth are they deciding? Because these are also... It's Finn, it's Lauren, it's Josh. These are the A-level students. These are AS-level. And at one point, she already says she's taking AS-level English. Yeah, this is the weird thing. It's like they're facing a choice of whether to just leave it at AS-level. Yeah. Because, like, it's not uncommon to do, like, four AS-levels and then three A-levels and drop one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We make that decision at the end of the year, not week two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So even these people are signing up to A levels, but then what have they been doing for the past two weeks at school? They're signing up to ones that they're not doing AS in, which you can't do. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It is all. It's because all, they've got themselves in a position now where all of the kids with speaking roles mm. are either A level kids or, or too dental. young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So they've not got. Yeah. They haven't got a cohort for this storyline to work. Yeah, I think this whole this whole episode is just a vehicle for Mr. Byrne to say the core subjects: maths, English, the and the sciences. sciences. <laughs> he says it about forty times, he does. and he has he has a rhythm to it, a bit like yeah. your intro. Like, <laughs> yeah, maths, English, the sciences. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um. So, uh, Grantley is not keen on the idea of Jez's party. He says, we'll probably end the night chucking our keys in a fruit bowl. Is he not keen on that idea? <laughs> but we haven't had anything to suggest that Sean and Jez are, in, are like that. Well, I think because... Because Sean has had sex with another man at some point. <laughs> but yeah, it feels like Grantley goes, oh, because she had a relationship with another colleague and now she's married to another colleague, it means it's obviously returning to a free-for-all Despite the party. fact one of his closest allies at the school and friends is Tom, who oh. has had sex with how many other teachers? <laughs> yeah, well, if it was Tom's party, they'd be more likely playing Russian roulette. Yes. <laughs> um, Grantley's even less excited when he learns that it's a uh, bring-your-own-bottle event. Yeah, but he doesn't know what bring your own bottle means. No. Feels like Bradley would know. Yeah, um, Janice is not invited. That's a storyline that doesn't go anywhere because she gets invited. She gets invited, and there's no there's no tension about. Yeah. Oh, we didn't really want her there. No, but is it just a setup? Yes, um, it is. The yes. idea of Chalky being a hero to Janice. Uh, uh, no, it's it's supposed to set them up as like an odd couple 
who are then going to get together. Do they get together? I don't remember. It feels like they are, right? It, it feels... Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'll tell you what. More chemistry than Eddie and Rachel. Tom. Water has more chemistry than... <laughs> stagnant water. <laughs> pH zero, zero, zero. Is that the right pH? I don't know. Maybe we'd know if we'd pursued A-levels in maths, English, and the <laughs> sciences. <laughs> So, uh, Sarah, who is Jez's ex-wife, shows up at school with uh, his kids, Maddie and Zach. Uh, Maddie immediately yells at Sean that she's a slapper. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, it's, this, it's just, this is all beautiful. So, the mum brings the children into the school. Yeah. And then when they overreact, she starts sobbing. It's like, yeah. this is the one thing I didn't want to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just do this on the, lo- on the lowdown. You probably know where he lives. Yeah. So why do you do that? Okay, it's the nicest house in Rochdale. That's where yeah. it lives. And then shows your swanky new life. He's a teacher in Rochdale, like. But we, we have seen that he has a swanky life. He's, but he's, he's yeah. cooking posh scallops. I bet they're mortgaged up to the eyeballs. To be <laughs> well, honest, maybe, maybe. And then Sarah, his uh, his ex wife, does a Melissa, a delightful Melissa. She does do a Melissa because she walks out the door, and I checked. Maddie is in the next twenty five episodes of the show. <laughs> yep. Um, at least for now, they're telling us where Maddie is living and who she's with. Whereas Philip never filmed, never got that look. He never, he never knew. <laughs> um, we also find out in this bit because they're preparing for their to pitch their A levels. That apparently Chalky is head of maths. Like by virtue of like default, <laughs> being the only maths teacher present. But no, I think we're supposed to believe there are other maths teachers because there has to be. It's maths. Yeah. Yeah. But he's dreadful at it. He's, he's, why is he the head of anything? It's like, but again, because we've abandoned everything that was in the first third of series seven. Yeah. We now just go, oh, Chalky's just a teacher who's been there a little while. Yes. <laughs> I've got lots of Maddie's quotes written down. Um, at one point when he goes off, when she goes off about Sean. Yeah. He, um, uh, I've got his name. The Dale Striker. Um, Jez. 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 Defense, defender. Jez Diamond, which is a very made-up footballer name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I feel like there must have been a Jez Diamond on Dream Team at some Absolutely. Point. Jez Diamond definitely played for Harchester <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. And then Maddie goes, why are you sticking up for her? He goes, she's my wife. And then she's like, oh yeah, fair cop. She just stops <laughs> there. It's delightful. Um, but yeah, Sarah says the kids were desperate to see their dad and her dad is ill. So she needs the kids to, the kids to stay with Jess while she looks after her dad. Yeah. I do also enjoy the fact that despite the fact they've been writing the show for seven years, they don't know how schools work. So she has just taken her children to see their dad one day and then they're in a school by the next hour. Yeah. And we'll be in the school for the next 20 episodes. There's just, what, what, what is paperwork in this world? Yeah. It's, uh... um, so Ronan's having a surprise housewarming party for Vicky. Um, but he finds out about the day's events because Finn tells him that Mr. Diamond got proper murked. Proper murked. It's good slang. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Well, I, I assume it means he's having a bad day. <laughs> he's a mur- mugged off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have another Maddie moment. Go on. Because um, he's taking them to their lessons. And then she goes, can't I stay with you? He goes, it's lesson time. It's always something else going on, isn't there, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> just just imagine it. Maddie, how was the play, Mum? This is Lincoln. Your dad's been shot. Give me a minute. Why don't you put me first? Brilliant. She's great. 
Um, I love her. She's so over the top. Uh, so Chalky is trying to use video games to sell maths to the kids. Grantly is not selling English. He's instead giving this ancient test thing about what you need to pass. An ancient to test. An ancient <laughs> test. <laughs> you must slay the beast. It was walked to the top of a mountain at midnight <laughs> and meditate for 16 days. Um, and they'll get put in charge of the League of Shadows. Uh, so... Uh, Michael's not very happy at there being a live action soap opera. All soap operas are live action. <laughs> I, 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 I got that note. I just written down all soap, action, uh, soap opera is uh, live action. Um, he's not very happy about that, but he agrees to enrol the kids in the school. Yeah, because what is paperwork? Yeah. Uh, Sean's way of selling science is to have done this objectively quite exciting CSI Waterloo Road thing. But it's not really science, is it? Because then yeah, it's they... forensics. But it isn't, because they just follow a trail of blood to a hammer. <laughs> They're not running it through a lab. And then they, the fingerprint is done on a, like on an eye test. Yeah. So goes, that looks similar. What does it look like? It looks like a brown splodge on <laughs> a piece of paper. Lock me up for the crime. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit where Scout sort of come into the orchestra room she wants to have a go on the guitar he she's like oh my you know i i learned some chords once and matt teaches us some more chords and she's worried that the orchestra is all about posh poncy music but he says you know you can have this guitar and go and practice at home if you join the orchestra and then she volunteers to spread the word and get more kids interested i want scout to be a musical prodigy a maths prodigy it's gonna be beautiful i feel like they've already forgotten that she's an academic prodigy. Yeah, yeah they, I feel like they've forgotten ninety percent of what happened in the last yeah. ten weeks. So, but they've not forgotten that her mob is benefit scrounging scum. Yes. <laughs> How can we forget that? Um, this bit. Speaking of things they've forgotten. Oh, is this Vicky? Yes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this bit. Vicky, have you ever considered a career in science? No uh, way. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't possibly. I couldn't. No, it's just been the only lesson we've seen her in for three years. Like, it was the... How many crimes... Chris Mead died for this. <laughs> realistically, how many crimes did she, act, like, around about commit... That's going to be really full on the microphone. Sorry. In her, <laughs> in her pursuit of science. Yeah. Yeah. But dozens of crimes. It's annoying as well, because they sort of remember some of it, because they mention her messing up the exam. Yeah. The exam she messed up because she was so desperate to get a good grade in science. So she could do... There was a whole bit where Aidan said, the reason you shouldn't be with Ronan is because he's going to be on a fruit and vegetable his whole life and you're going to university to study chemistry. Yeah. That was the thing. <laughs> Thought of queer in science. Like, no way. Oh. Meanwhile, Maddie has graffitied the word homewrecker <laughs> on Sean's window, calls her a liar, slaps her across the face. All in about six seconds. <laughs> it's like a live-action soap opera. <laughs> Delightful. Um, so, Michael says uh, that Maddie... Oh, is- uh, sorry, at some point, Janice says, shall I go get the site manager? <laughs> so they add one. If only. Unfortunately, Rob's on the green. Yeah... <laughs> Um, so I'll tell you what nothing makes me happier than Alicia Cross being a one-off character <laughs> I still wake up with cold sweats about that <laughs> what a day um, so Michael says that Maddie the last good day we had <laughs> Maddie will clean up the graffiti and then leave wasn't cleaning up graffiti framed as like a horrible 
draconian punishment. It was literally death. three episodes ago. When uh, Rob's on Green was doing it with Kyle. Yeah. Because mm. Karen came over and was like, this is wrong. But Karen mollycoddled. <laughs> of course, yes, of course she mollycoddled. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, because Max Tyler had Denzel do it. Yeah, on the then, steps. Uh, that was like and him being like a workhouse owner. Yeah, and then Rachel molly coddled. She did, yeah. That's it. It's all the molly coddling. That's what it is. Um, so Jez cleans the graffiti with her. Um, says, you know, if you're going to take the anger about the affair out on anyone, take it out on me. Imagine calling it an affair to your child. I know! <laughs> yeah! And Because then, then he goes, look, we were split up long before this happened. Yeah. Then, by any reasonable... You don't really call it an affair then, do you? No. So... Yeah, yeah it, it's weird. Um, so the, the CSI team find this hammer in Grantley's classroom and we'd seen earlier that Sean gave him the hammer to hold. Like, like, like she's actually... Yeah, right at the beginning when they're in the staff room and they're talking about the party, she just goes, oh, Grantley, can you hold this for a minute? Okay. And he holds it for a minute. Uh, but, okay, so if someone asks me to hold something for a minute and then they vanish, do I take that thing with me or do I leave it where it was given to me? Because that whole conceit from her there relies on Grantley taking it into his classroom and storing it in his drawer. No, I think I think he leaves it there and she puts it in his drawer. Yeah. She plants it in his I'm drawer. I'm not really watching this enough. Because he, he was in the hall for ages and she's off sorting the kids. Right. So she's got plenty of opportunity to plant the hammer. See, we're now CSI for CSI. <laughs> and do you know what? I haven't any science. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I did maths and English at A-level, but not the sciences. I missed out. the sciences. So, while they're all doing this, they've sort of nosed about in Grantley's store cupboard and some whiskey in there, which Phoenix steals. Um, Matt's big... Matt and Scout's big scheme to get people to sign up to the orchestra is to play orchestra music really loudly. Yeah. Th- that's and it. And it works. Build it and they will come. Like, I don't... I don't understand. Do you know what? I have never once walked towards the sound of orchestra music. No, it's not like... I don't know. And like, there's a really easy... You know, if you want to sell orchestra music, just like, use a really cool, like, film score to show people that it's yeah. like a part of cool things. Don't just play the same music, but louder in a hallway. <laughs> Maybe we just weren't picking up on it and it was actually an orchestral version of Suddenly Last Summer. Oh, no, I would have, I would have recognised yeah. that. <laughs> Um, so the Taylor's dad, Nelson, is excited to see the kids. Um, Harley goes over and uh, gives him a hug. Phoenix is, like, frosty, though. Um, then we have um, Vicky and Ronan saying, Sean is the, the only person who made me believe I could go to uni. <laughs> Somewhere Chris Mead is just screaming. Chris Mead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we died for this <laughs> is this more offensive because it happened sooner yeah, I find this more offensive than Daniela and Alicia being stupid at least with Daniela and Alicia we sort of saw it happen over time yeah they were stupider over time that's fine it happened some potential is wasted Chris Mead literally battled to the death for these kids <laughs> Yeah. Until he felt like he had to leave because he was too attached. And then a week later, they're just like, I've never once thought of university no. until this woman appeared. Yeah. Um, so Janice gets Chalky to uh, take her to the, the dinner party. Um, 
Meanwhile, Sean has spotted that Zack is having trouble with the twins, bullying him. Um, she says, you know, you should just give the girls some lip back. And then Sean and Zack sort of make friends. Yeah. Verbal abuse. Yeah. Just encouraging a bit of verbal abuse. I like that. Yeah. Why are the twins just sitting discriminate assholes at random times? Yeah. I think the idea here is that they're like trying to impress Tarek because they fancy him. Okay. But why would they do that? Why would they fancy Tarek? He's not an attractive man. I don't think he's just an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they like that. I'll never understand women. Yeah. Also, again, they're still acting the way that no twins act. No, no, they're we've still... All yeah. met, we've all met twins. None of them walk, speak, and <laughs> act in unison. Um, so, uh, Michael um, like publicly throws away Grantley's ancient test. Um... <laughs> Ancient test. And then, hung up on that now. And then he it sounds ridiculous every time you say it. He delivers a rousing speech about why literature is so great. He says, oh, I was growing up, there was only one book in my house, the phone book. <laughs> and I was out fighting and thieving until one teacher gave me a book and reading saved my life. He doesn't say watch book. No. I like the fact that. I bet, they- you know, I bet it was the catcher in the bloody rhyme. <laughs> I like the fact that when they went around out like lists <laughs> and that book was my bookie work by Russell Brand. <laughs> but Bird hears the word Macbeth and then because obviously because he's Scottish, like books about us. Yeah. People <laughs> like us. <laughs> it is it is bizarre. I like so this like like we said on the last episode, it is like you expect like Land of Hope and Glory in the background. It yeah. is very here is a man doing a speech. Yes, it's about books. Books saved us. Um, would you ever? Would you say there was a book that saved you? No, uh, but, I've, but I've always been a dork. I didn't need to be saved from anything. Uh, no, you need a book that saves you from dorkiness. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that book does not exist. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, where books get you is presenting a podcast about Waterloo Road. <laughs> That's where books get you. Um, so uh, Tarek is unhappy about the fact that Trudy is chatting to Finn about like going to this party later. Um, Phoenix then claims to Michael that their dad is drunk, and of course he's planted the whiskey bottle, and Michael finds it. But brilliantly, no one buys it for even a second. But the thing is, is Michael pulls it out slowly enough and dramatically enough yeah. for the father to lose his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the next scene, it's like, of course he wasn't drunk. I just smelt it on him. It's like, you couldn't have verbalised that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. while you were stood there yeah. waving a smoking Holding, yeah. gun in his face. <laughs> Holding the bloody hammer. Because <laughs> no, no amount of evidence against him drinking this will ever stop a Waterloo Road teacher from slightly shaming an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's like, the thing is, is his dad gets angry, which I guess might be a character thing. His dad gets angry about it, but if you just have, if you haven't done it, it, there is a very famous medical test that exists to prove whether you drunk alcohol or not. <laughs> yes. So you just go, okay, let's get someone into breathalyzer. Like the social worker can come in. Social workers often have these kind of bits yeah. of equipment. Just say, right, test me. Yeah. Because I haven't. Yeah. Like I imagine, like a drug and alcohol test is a thing that social workers probably do. Yeah. yeah. There are lots of scenarios in which they might have to do that. Yeah, but I suppose social workers in the Waterloo Road world have to, like, you know, they have to un- unclench their jaw. Yes, they just turn up with handcuffs in one hand and a cage in the other. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, they have eight-foot-long fingers yeah. curled around. Yeah. They couldn't possibly operate a breathalyzer. 
<laughs> Each finger is a pie film. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jez then weirdly asks Vicky and Ronan if Maddie can come to their party. No, Jez says a line here, and I want to test this on you. Because Jez says she's great once you get to know her. Right. In your life, yeah. have you ever been introduced to someone as great once you got to know them, and they've ever actually been great once you got to know them? No. No. So Nelson, the dad, once he's come back from having kicked off without hearing the verdict from Michael, um, he says how much he regrets drinking when he was when he was you know younger, and he regrets hurting the the boys. Um, and Phoenix eventually reluctantly agrees to give him a chance, but only for Harley's sake. Yes. So Jez has taken Maddie back to his very fancy house. Um, she comments on the not being a picture of them up in the house. Um, antagonist and the dad you know clearly a man who has had an affair because he lies on boys of having it reframed yeah yeah right we own pictures have you ever had anything reframed never once no I've had I put new frames on things when the frames fall off of the wall and smash yeah that's it I'm not going ooh I'm not sure I was right with the black the black edging there. I'm going to replace it with a silver one. But it's not like they're fancy frames that you'd have to have reframed. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just normal frames that you can buy from Wilco for three quid. So uh, Maddie's back at the house. Um, she is sort of upset that Jez is sending her out to a party rather than doing like father daughter bonding question mark. So she gets the hairbrush and puts lots of the hair from the brush into the food. So uh, Zach and Sean are still bonding. Zach uh, is uh, telling her how, you know, her, him and Maddie have been, like, texting Jez a lot, um, and he's just been ignoring them. Sean is rightly angry with Jez about this, because the kids feel abandoned and have grounds to feel that way. Um, and then he does the classic thing of saying, well, these things are just obvious to you, because you don't have kids. Yeah. And it's this thing that a lot of people do, where it's like, you don't have kids, and therefore you know nothing about life. Yeah. And Andrea Ledsom has entered the chat. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's the Andrea Ledsom special. <laughs> that was a weird time, wasn't it? It was a weird few days. Um, and do you know what? The world got worse. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just kept on its Turns out Andrea Ledsom was a best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding up all the childless people into camps. Here, here's where you live meaningless lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, after his incredible publicity stunt promoting orchestra um, Matt Wilding now has to do a ballot to find out who gets the drums and the guitar because obviously no one's entering a ballot for the triangle are they so <laughs> I know, it, it's the but I was getting, imagine who wants to take the drums home well imagine you're a parent imagine if, if your child turned home from school and went I've got a drum kit <laughs> do you know what Tom <laughs> Let's give everyone an insight into my living situation. I need my child to do that. My other <laughs> half. One day I opened the door. There was a man with a very big box, which was a drum kit that my other half had bought. And do you know what? It's been eight months. She still hasn't played the bloody thing. It doesn't matter how long you wait to release this episode, she won't have played it by then either. <laughs> um, but uh, Scout loses out on the ballot. Bizarrely, they give both instruments to non-speaking kids. Yeah. Which I thought was strange. Just, just to up the indignity of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll never know what happened to those instruments. Um, but yeah, Scout misses out and she's angry about that because she claims that Matt had basically promised which her the guitar. Which he promised he had which, done. Which he had. <laughs> and, and Matt has form for this. In fairness, 
in the position he was in, he did the only thing he could. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things that you can't sell sell someone a promise yeah. to help you and then go back on it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Michael, sort of doing the kind of results for uh, what has happened that day, says nine kids have signed up for maths, 13 have signed up for the sciences, which is unfair because there's three subjects there. Um, but Michael says, oh, I'm going to make changes to the English department. Well, they're at a point where they don't actually have any other English teachers. Yeah, exactly. The Tory was dis- was disappeared. Yeah, the Tory <laughs> in mysterious circumstances. <laughs> she did sleep with Tom. <laughs> she was Mark. <laughs> What's the the horror movie? You know, <laughs> when you sleep with someone and then you're marked and something's following it you. It follows. It follows. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a thing and, and it's following you. Um, <laughs> You know that horror film where there's an exorcist and he comes out. <laughs> you know, you know the, the other one. Is, oh, it's um, it's on Halloween. Um. <laughs> the thing is, right, is because I can't, I can't process. <laughs> I can't process how old I am. Yeah. So I am on TikTok all of the time. Yeah. Therefore, the plot of It Follows has been co-opted by a meme about a snail. It's yes. the immortal snail that is following you around. But if I said that, that would have meant nothing to you. Yeah. So that was no. Funny. It would have meant something to me because you have previously explained that to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think then I was like, "It's the plot of that movie. Which one? <laughs> the one where it follows you." Um. So for there we go. But by that virtue, I've covered both our late twenties, early thirties listeners for horror fans and the TikTok users who know about a snail. This is like um, it's as long as a thirty centimeter ruler. <laughs> Which is still one of my favourite things that's ever happened on this podcast. Um, we should just listen to it back. There's nothing more fun than us. <laughs> so, um, uh, Maddie is like feigning being nice to Sean. Um, and uh, Jez says, I've just spoken to your mum and the kid, and you're going to stay with us while uh, while your granddad is ill. Um, and we get Ronan and the, Vic. The kids don't seem concerned about their ill <laughs> The ill granddad has never once been mentioned by the kids. The ill, the Ill granddad who apparently needs constant yeah. bedside support. They're just like, oh. Considering like, last week, two kids were so worried about an ill grandparent. They didn't even bury you in their garden. That's privilege for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Um, and we get Ronan. I've got grandparents to spare. Yeah, we get Ronan and Vicky's party. There are some shocking looks on show at this party. Oh, it wasn't a good era. It was Bear not a mind, good era. This was the era I was going to university, so I was probably dressed like these people. <laughs> um, and then, Trudy, have you ever heard of anything in the world as vulgar as coconut juice? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with coconut juice. I wouldn't drink it, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. Oh, I, I'm very strange about coconut. <laughs> In a, in a bounty, <laughs> lovely. On the on the uh, edge of an oyster ice cream, delightful. But it's like as a liquid, horrendous. On the edge of an oyster ice cream. Do you know what an oyster is? I'm familiar with an oyster. Okay, sorry. An, an oyster, <laughs> an oyster wafer. So you go to like a Mr. Whippy van. Okay. And then there's like oyster wafers. It has marshmallow in the bottom. They put the cream in the top. They put a flake on it. On the outside, it's got a layer of chocolate with a dusting of coconut. I am not familiar with that. Oh, they're brilliant. <laughs> Again, just delighted the uh, the one oyster fan. <laughs> yeah. At the dinner party, meanwhile, um, Jez is serving sautéed butternut squash, to which Janice says, 
I prefer orange. Bang! Here a week. Because <laughs> she's working class. <laughs> and Comet is dirt. That's what the show wants you to know. Um, and then Janice starts choking on some hair that's in oh, the suit. When she pulled that out, I legit gagged. Oh, it's it's like that horror film, you know, the one with the where the phone it rings. Um, <laughs> Scream! Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, I like that bit. We're going to do that bit again. <laughs> um, but Janice is on. <laughs> is the film ring? Yes called ring because the phone rings yes and not because on the tv there's a ring no it's because the the phone rings you get after you finish watching the video you get the ring to tell you but there's a ring logo in the yeah so i thought that was the ring it rings to tell you you're gonna die in seven days (laughs) oh this episode's a mess yeah um so janice Janice is not that worried by the hair she says at least it weren't short and curly (laughs) and then matt spits yeah (laughs) he says so at the party Battle lines have been drawn between Vicky and Maddie because Maddie's sort of being a bit flirty with Ronan, which I'm sure is not foreshadowing in any way. Um, yeah, you know, Vicky would never. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's going to be all. It's like a pot calling a kettle black. Yeah, because Vicky's has been memory hold, so it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So Ronan's going to be the one who. Betrayed. Along with her university aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> So her newly found university aspirations will be undermined by the controlling Ronan who has an affair with someone else. Yeah. Um, I also... Do you know how thin has grown? Because he's speaking to Trudy with her coconut juice. Yeah. Um, Maddie walks in and goes, I'm going to get slaughtered. Early series Finn would have followed her. Yes. <laughs> but there's a, it's, Finn and Trudy are very intense. They're just like dancing and Finn is like completely unbroken eye contact. <laughs> just like sort of... And then they just stood next to each other, just sort of moving their heads near each other. And Finn goes, what are you on about? You can't dance. Yeah. I think... <laughs> but let's look at the, the pattern of Finn's two relationships. Yeah. Suicide <laughs> pact. Yeah, suicide pact, yeah. Out, out the gate hot. Yeah. <laughs> One of them actually died. Yeah. So Finn is a very intense person to be in yeah. a relationship with. It's true. It's, it's true. He, he's there until the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so Scout and Denzel are talking, um, and M is very weirdly watching from the steps. Yeah. She's like in the background of the shot, and we know it's because she's in the next time trailer, so we need to remember that she's there. I feel like she's had another hairdo as well. Yeah, she may well have done. She's just at the Flick Mellor Salon all the, all the time. Um, there is some quite fantastically tragic drunk acting from Maddie here. Oh, it's, it's delightful. It is very poor. Yeah. <laughs> because, and it's made even worse because we then cut to Philip Martin Brown who is doing some exquisite drunk acting <laughs> he's, just, again, he's just a cartoon the whole bits of him here which is just like him hiding his own wine yeah, under the table it's so good. then going down and picking the best wine from the wine cellar he's so good he's brilliant um, so Finn and Trudy are having their intense dance and then they're about to kiss and Tarek comes in being all threatening Okay. Because Tarek is fulfilling the George Sampson role. Yeah, of just combating with Finn. Yeah. But where's George Sampson? <laughs> um, so, uh, Sean has figured out by this point that uh, Maddie is the reason that there's hair and Tabasco in all of the food. See, Sean, who is so pro-Maddie, turns. Yeah. Based on like what is probably the, just the, the simplest bit of childish pest, pe- petulance. <laughs> I, at least it, at least it pestilence. <laughs> 
<laughs> a different thing. Different thing, different yes. Thing. Um, but yeah, I'm just... Oh, I just thought you should give them a rate. I think it's a funny evening, an anecdote. <laughs> and also, it's just like, I really think we as a culture have oversold the spiciness of Tabasco sauce. Yeah. People really overreact to they it. They do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's like a mild uh, peri-peri. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, we get a very mournful ballad at this point. As various things are happening, none of which merit a mournful ballad. So it's like Denzel stealing the guitar from the school for Scout. Yes. And then Maddie vomiting in the toilet. And there's like a mournful ballad. Brilliantly at this point, because you know I watch with the subtitles on. Yes. There's a point where it goes to Jez and Sean in their like bedroom getting ready for bed. And you can hear Maddie in the background. And the subtitle just says, Vomiting continues. <laughs> Which I thought was good. You would enjoy watching series four of Stranger Things just for the subtitles. <laughs> because they are so elaborately descriptive. <laughs> It's disgusting. Um, yeah, vomiting continues is the last thing I've got written down, so that's where the episode ends. <laughs> yeah, I just like it again, Maddie, classic. She comes back in the house, drunk, her dad go upstairs, Maddie, drunk, crying, making a scene. See, you don't want us around! Yeah. <laughs> um, Why isn't Bird invited? I think they've sort of, there's a bit of like separation of church and state with him, isn't there? Because like he didn't come. <laughs> there's reasonable comparisons, and then there's that. Because <laughs> like he doesn't, he didn't come to the drinks last week either. That was because he was out being a vigilante. <laughs> but like, because we saw it a little bit with Karen as well. Karen didn't really like socially drink with the other teachers. I feel like she did. I feel like I saw Karen do um, karaoke. No, I don't think she did. She did the, she was the gender swap pantomime dame in the pantomime. Yes. But she wasn't... I don't think she ever did the karaoke or the the frivolity. Oh, Karen's just no fun, is she? No, she's not. Yeah. She's just too busy mollycoddling. Modelly-coddling. Modelly-coddling. Next time trailer, we meet Linda Radley, the new head of English, who is played by... Lady from that Michelin. Sarah Hadland, cast member of... Pretty much every British comedy, but yes, Mitchell and Weblock and mm. an episode of Peep Show. Yes. What was the episode of Peep Show? Oh, see, I had to look this up as well, because I didn't remember her from Peep Show. Is it early? It's the episode where um, Jez and Nancy get married. So it's quite early. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Because um, Sophie is with Jeff, so Mark is trying to get over her by getting with Sophie's friend, who is this lady. Yeah, yeah so, th- so she's the new head of English. Um... We've got some stuff with Chalky going to this fit club that Jez is running. It's going to be some fun body shaming next week. Hope oh, you're ready. Delightful. Um, and then Just a slightly overweight man does sit-ups, ends up in an ambulance. Ends up in an ambulance. And then there's some stuff about Emily. And Lindsay gets referenced, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Nowhere. She's not going to be in it, obviously. Yeah. but Because the, the one line is, Lindsay's not coming yes. back. And then Emily running away. So presumably Emily, Emily's leaving the show. And they very hastily thought, well, she'd been around a while, let's give her a story. I don't know, she runs away to what looks like a lorry park where a man says, get in the back of my lorry. I don't think it's like a good ending. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that's that's the next time trailer. Um, well, uh, Maddie aside, what did we think of this? Or, or, or include Maddie if it makes you feel better. Oh, if, it's, if it's including Maddie, it's the best episode of television <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> It doesn't include Maddie. It's all very tedious. I don't get what any of the plots are for any of these episodes. It's no, they don't seem to have really established anything significant. No, because you still kind of have the the Harley and Phoenix 
It feels kind like of. that's the only like major running thread because otherwise it's all like little bits like Tarek and Trudy and Finn and I still I don't understand why we had this thing about the head teacher being stabbed if the student who stabbed him isn't returning to the school because that's the obvious thing that should happen right yeah but then we have this we have the next time trailer none of it seems but in order to make him a scary stabber they've cast him older to yeah. make him look like an intimidating scary stabber. I don't know, I find a child who stabs more scary. Well, well, yes, but that's not what they've done here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have cast up someone who looks 30. Well, someone could cast me as someone who looks 30. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Um, but yes, play out song. There's a track called uh, Abducted by Cults, which plays while Maddie is putting the hair in the food, and that one is okay. Uh, how about Truly Madly DP by Cascada? I think I looked at the list of songs in this episode, and I think You Need Me, I Don't Need You by Ed Sheeran is in this episode somewhere. We'll play that one, though. <laughs> but I don't know where it is. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> You're bound to hear Ed Sheeran, aren't you? <laughs> 